Hello and welcome to Yours Mentally, a podcast that discusses issues that we all have on our mind but are too afraid to speak on. Our podcast is a safe space for anyone who wants to discover more about and improve their mental well-being. On this episode of Yours Mentally, we have with us Dr. Pragya Sharma, who is a clinical psychologist. She has been working in this field for more than nine years. She has an MPhil in clinical psychology as well as a PhD in clinical psychology. She has been awarded the Youth Fellowship Award from the World Congress of Psychiatry. We're so so happy to have you, Pragya. So on today's topic, where we talk about mental health pages and organizations handled by the youth, uh, Pragya, I want to ask you, what is your opinion on teen mental health pages, and what do you think? You know, so there are these many mental health pages that teenagers run as part of maybe some internship, or you know, they want to do it for their resume. I know most of them do it for that. And so, what do you think are their advantages and disadvantages, and how do you think they can better their page? I think teen mental health pages are good to start with because, in the sense that you know you are trying to reach out to people who are going through the same emotions, who you can talk to, uh, share your feelings about. So it's it's also a bit of expression, a bit of knowing that other people are go- also going through the same things at the same ages. So so that's the advantage, knowing there are people out there who are feeling the feelings and emotions that you are. going through the same amount of period in terms of turbulence and and relationships uh, education balancing everything all these things so so you find that you are not alone and that's a very important feeling to resonate within uh, at the same time some disadvantages might be that since you are only speaking from your own point of view you might not be able to uh, provide other teens with a kind of a solution or you might not be talking about something from a very scientific point of view it's something that you're experiencing but but not really uh what can help so so that portion kind of you know le- is left open so people know that others are experiencing the same but they don't know you know what to do about it right. where to go so do you think that it's right for them to you know post stuff like if you're showing the following symptoms you have this kind of disorder or what what do you what would you suggest like you know what would you suggest they post and how do they post something that might not offend people but at the same time be useful and give out information so so what i feel is that uh if you have these symptoms uh kind of thing should not be posted by a teen uh blogger because uh they are not they don't really have any scientific backing they are not sure and others might take it as definite diagnosis and and might go into a different sphere of mind so what really teenage bloggers can do well is to talk about their emotions their feelings the experiences that they have been having so it might be related to bullying they can talk about their relationship issues they can talk about academic pressures what happens with all these things is that the other teen who's reading this article or or uh, listening to these things is able to identify and know that okay there is someone else who is also going through these things and they might want to comment on those articles and there is a start of a conversation that goes beyond you know sharing and ventilation and having a form of bonding and community which which is really important so so i think that's that's a good way to teen to kind of vent out their feelings and and form and build a community or even a forum of sorts all right 
So my question is more like a scenario where, say, for example, there's a group of students who have started um, a hotline service during the pandemic where other people can call and basically discuss their mental health problems with those teenagers. So to what extent do you think a mental health hotline service that is being run by teenagers um, can help other people overcome their own mental health issues? I, I feel they're not equipped to deal with uh, this population as such. So th that is a problem. But uh, what they could do instead is, uh, you know, there was this group of university students who were talking about a social support kind of a helpline. You know, if you just want to talk to someone, you don't have any friends around, you just want to talk about things, then we are here. If you want to watch a movie together, if you want to talk about, you know, or, or do some stuff online together, you know, making paintings or something, just to have a sort of a community around. So that is something that, that would work great. But uh, as a hotline, if, if someone calls you and says that, you know, I, I feel like committing suicide, as a teenager, you're not equipped, you do not have those skills to be able to handle that kind of an emotion. And, and that might also actually, uh, you know, mess up your emotions. Right. So you might feel a little bit helpless and, and you don't know what to do with those feelings. So, so more of a social support hotline rather than a kind of a mental health helpline might, might be warranted. All right. So a lot of teenagers these days write, make music, uh, create YouTube videos or run a podcast. So do you think that creators who are going through mental health problems do it to distract themselves and run away from their problems? Or is it more like um, a channel for cathartic relief? And do you think like um, engaging in this kind of art affects the mental health of the creator in a good way like what are the positive outcomes of doing that well as far as awareness is concerned this is a really good step you know talking about mental health mental illnesses showing that there's no stigma attached that you know it's, it's okay to talk about these things that's that's a very good concept and 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 that's what all these awareness platforms are doing and should do and and i would recommend that but at the same time uh talking about uh, these will not, like they're not a substitute for therapy. They're not substitute for, you know, taking real action or going for actual intervention. So as far as ventilation is concerned, yes, of course, you are talking about your feelings and that helps, you know, just having someone on the other end who's listening to you. So the, this is important. But looking for a long-term relief from this is not going to work out. In the short term, it will help you. It will make you feel heard. It will make you feel accepted and that you're not alone. But in terms of looking at a long-term relief, you would have to uh, meet a professional to seek help. Right. And also one more thing I had to ask, uh, say uh, someone starts a blog okay, at some point in their life because they went through a breakup maybe. And that gives them a lot of content right, to write about. But as they progress in life, they move on. They are in a better place right now. And they reach this one point where they can't write anymore because you know they don't have the same uh the same passion like you know the same situation that they started off with do you think that's an excuse that people use to sort of uh you know not do something creative or does the passion really die and how would you 
overcome something like that can you suggest something well i i feel like, what oh, okay, just let, uh, wait, let, let me just continue to the uh, question and a lot of people what they do is they to you know maybe right what they force themselves to go back to the past trauma that they went through and they just you know maybe see pictures of the the time that they were going through that bad phase like you know pictures of their ex boyfriend or ex girlfriend or uh, just anything you know they try to relive the trauma so they can right do you think that's the right thing to do so i i feel what you're talking about is writer's block you know you you used yeah, to write yeah. about something and then that emotion is gone so you can't actually live dip back into those feelings and and write about them but kind of reliving the trauma is obviously not healthy it's it's not something that you should keep doing to yourself but what i would suggest is look for other passions in your life look at other interests other things that kind of bring you alive uh i understand that uh some of the writing and some of the passion that inspired you initially might have started from a breakup or uh, an important situation that that evoked emotions in you but it's not like if you move past that breakup emotions have stopped being there i mean you still have other emotions you have happiness you have um, disinterest you have discouragement you have still have positive and negative emotions both so so work on those uh think about other areas that you are interested in rather than just focusing on where you started from which is also a, an advice that a lot of uh, people give when you're starting out a website when you talk about giving it a title and they say don't don't kind of box yourself inside one particular thing because you know you will grow and you will evolve and you will have different things to talk about so don't just make it about breakup maybe talk talk about life maybe talk about relationships in general so 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 give it a just just go with the flow rather than wanting to be stuck in that place and and talking from there right so um a lot of content creators ranging from the age of 15 to 30 who may or may not have a psychology background post videos on psychology and mental health where they uh, have videos where they say that psychology says if you look someone in their eyes and they look back that means you are meant to be and then there are some people who post reels or tiktoks that say that these are the symptoms for anxiety depression or some other psychological disorders do you think this is the right thing to do because from the content creator's point of view they are trying to engage with their audience and on also do you think after watching these videos a lot of people start self diagnosing them self diagnosing and this leads to disinformation and panic what advice would you give both the creator and the audience yeah as you as you very rightly said it it's a marketing technique to to get in more people interested and oh my god i have all these what's what's this happening to me and kind of giving it a label but of course it's it's not something that i would recommend and and to all those who are uh, reading these pages or blogs or seeing these videos but i would say just just go with a note of caution just just think about the disclaimer just look at who's the person talking what are their credentials do they know what they are really talking about are they certified enough are they qualified enough to talk about this topic so i would say that you know uh, like if you are looking for materials on psychology i would say go to psychologytoday.com go to go to websites that are actually carried on by professionals rather than people who are not even in the field or who might just be starting out in the field and and kind of uh, gathering audience rather than know what they are actually talking about so just take everything with a piece of you know with a bit of salt and not just 
think that everything on the world wide web is a reality and that everything is true and i have to you know just just believe everything at face value so so just be cautious and and that should be okay all right so my last question before we end this and um a lot is that a lot of people go through mental health problems and most of them are not in a place to seek proper help because of the stigma and the lack of affordable resources so when they reach out to their friends or their loved ones most of them respond to them with something like be positive and there are a lot of people who believe that mental health problems just don't exist so they tell the person suffering that their problems aren't real which actually causes the problem to worsen so what is something you would tell the person who is going through the problem to make them feel better to provide meaningful support and what is something you would tell the friends of the person who are trying to provide the support so first of all the person who is kind of going through these experiencing and wanting to be heard out and accepted uh you know if if you are actually not getting the help from people around you say your peers try your parents if that doesn't work try your teachers i mean try different people rather than being stuck and talking to this one person who doesn't believe in your mental illness or who doesn't uh give you what you really want from them and and if everything else fails then then professional help is is the way to go because you actually need help and and if you feel that you are not getting it from people who are around you then then you at least need to have someone who will listen to you who will who will understand what you're really going through because having everyone deny your emotions and deny what you're experiencing is a very hurtful uh you know thing to experience and and i wouldn't want anyone to experience that and as far as family and friends are concerned my advice would be that uh we we all are good in our own fields right so so we we might be master in one but but we don't know everything about everything else so for example if if a person says that i have a back ache we don't tell them that you know oh man you'll be you'll be fine you know just just rest up a bit maybe you might say that for a day for a two days but if the person has back ache for seven days at length you would say okay let's go to a doctor right because you are not a doctor because you don't know what to do in that situation similar thing exists with mental health so even though we can't see what's actually happening there is something happening with the person and that's why the person is coming to you and saying okay i'm feeling these emotions and i'm not able to work through them and they are affecting my life so just hear them out believe in their stories and and if you feel that you cannot help take them to a professional because uh i i feel that in india all of us feel that we are counselors that we can counsel so we will say oh my god i was telling her the very same thing that a therapist would say you know what what would a therapist say differently so so you know i tell her to study all the time or or i tell her don't don't worry about that breakup that happened just just get out of it but as mental health professionals we have been trained for so long there there has to be certain value to it same as a doctor i mean all of us yeah. know what to do with a cough and a cold but <clears throat> but we still go to a doctor when it gets worse right so so that's yeah. the same thing just just believe in the person and and get them some professional help right okay so that was quite a good episode i lot to learn i'd say and a lot for people hearing this to learn because i know many of them around mental health barriers many of them you know sort of act like therapists to their friends even though like what are they 17 18 something even i'm i'm 17 but i don't do that stuff but uh, you know they just act like you know they're therapists and all 
so yeah there's a lot for people to learn from this um, so, so thank you for being with us pragya and everyone who's listening thank you for listening and i'll see you in the next thank you